It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord today. It's an honor to share the word with you as we prepare for the baptismal. You know, one of the most quoted and printed verses in the Bible, one that many are familiar with, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And many have heard, and if you have not, 1 John 3.16, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. Jesus Christ was sent by the Father to rescue humanity. Born into this world to pay the ransom for fallen humanity, to pay it in full with his blood. The holy blood of the precious and perfect Son of God. To pay the price for our wrongdoing. Every sin ever committed by every person that has and is and will ever live. He took it all on his shoulders. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. What does one do with such love? How does one respond to such love? How is it possible that love like this is our portion in Christ? He came to rescue us all with love burning in his heart, burning in his eyes. Would the world behold him? Would the world take notice? Would they adore him? Would the lost receive his love? Would they put their hands in his hands and let him lead them? Lead them out of darkness into light? He indeed died on the cross, and he was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, Jesus Christ rose from the grave, having conquered sin and death. The voice of the one who prepared the way in a wilderness world still echoes with power. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Romans 5, beginning at verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit 
who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Rejoice. Think of it, a God who demonstrates His love. A Savior who demonstrated His love while we were still sinners. While we were still sinning. Let that grip your soul and steal your heart today. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Thank the Lord for His grace today. This world has its love. Some of it divine in nature, and some of it human attempt at love. We all want love and to be loved, to feel needed to feel valued, to feel affection and feel care, to know attention and to know relationship and intimacy. You know, thank God for the good love that exists in our world. We all want love and to be loved, and yet some are on the run from love because it scares them or confuses them. Or they're off running because they've been showing a kind of love that is anything but love. They've been the recipient of fragile love. Love that breaks. Love that hurts. Love that inflicts pain. Love that leaves scars. Love that walked out on them. Some are drugging themselves to try and numb the pain and memories. But there is one who loves you. His love is perfect. There is one who will never walk out on you. He will never hurt you. He will always do you good and never do you harm. 
He will always be there for you. He will fight for you. He will shower you with love. He wants to spend time with you. His love casts out fear. His love is perfect. Billy Graham said his love is not a passing fancy or a superficial emotion. It is a profound and unshakable commitment that seeks what is best for us. God proved his love on the cross when Christ hung and bled and died. It was God saying to the world, I love you. Isaiah 54, verse 10, reading from the Amplified Bible, For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you, nor will my covenant of peace be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Psalm 86, 15, the voice, But Lord, you are a God full of compassion, generous in peace, slow to anger, and boundless in loyal love and truth. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. Set me as a seal upon your heart and as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, the most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If we would give our lives to Jesus, if we would surrender, If we'd place our hands in His and let Him lead us out of a life of sin, we can be sure of this. Romans 8, 35 to 39, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not hard times, trouble, not hatred, hunger, homelessness, threats, backstabbing, unfazed. Because Jesus loves us. The message reads, I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us.
I'm so thankful I know him. I'm so thankful I'm his son. I'm so grateful for his love. Nothing else matters more to me. A love such as his makes me want to give myself away to him. And even when I have, I feel the desire to give myself to him again. Has he stolen your heart? I can't get enough of his love. Psalm 63, 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. The message paraphrase, in your generous love, I am really living at last. And the voice reads, your steadfast love is better than life itself. Are you there today? I want to live honoring his love, celebrating his love, cherishing his love. And I trust it's the same with you. I want to tell others about the love I found. The love of God draws us. The love of God saves us. The love of God compels and constrains us. Romans chapter 2, beginning of verse 1. Therefore you are excusable, O man, whoever you are, you judge. For whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath. The revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish, on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. Romans 2, verse 4, the Amplified. Are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you mindful 
or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man, to accept God's will. In the message, in kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. Do not despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering. Let your heart be softened today. In fact, let him take that stony heart out of your flesh. Let him take you firmly by the hand. Ezekiel 36, 26, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. The fact remains that we must choose his love. Free will, choice. It's simply incredible that he would extend love to humanity. That he would die for humanity, the single most incredible act of love. Love on the line. And it's astonishing that he died for even those that will never love him in return. That's love. That's perfect love. While life remains, while life remains for these, his love remains extended towards them. I hear him today, Ezekiel 33, 11, say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn. Turn from your evil ways, for why should you die? Second Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, towards you not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's his heart. Love on the line. Titus 2.11, For the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing has come forward, appeared, for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation for all mankind. While Jesus walked the earth, Emmanuel, God with us, God in flesh among us. While he walked the earth, he put out the call, come, follow me. This invitation and there were those that answered the call, and they walked with him. They spent time with Jesus. They got to know him. 
They came to understand that he was who he said he was. That he was the Son of God. That he was God himself. That he was the hope of all humanity. That he was the Savior of the world. Messiah. The Christ. That he was the way, the truth, and the life. That he was love incarnate, love divine. Those that knew him gave themselves to him. Hear the words of Peter. John 6, 68 and 69, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The message, Master, to whom would we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. We've already committed ourselves confident that you are the Holy One of God. And the Amplified Bible, Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. You are our only hope. We have believed and confidently trusted, and even more, we have come to know by personal observation and experience that you are the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know, perhaps you're here today, and this is the first you've really heard of Jesus Perhaps you're here today, and this is your first introduction to the greatest love. If you'd answer his call today, his invitation today, forsaking all to follow him, I can assure you, you will come to know and declare the same, that Jesus you alone have the words of eternal life. You are our only hope. Today, believe and confidently trust, and even more, come to know by personal observation and experience that He is the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Son of the living God. You say, how does it begin? Well, it begins with an act of faith. You don't have to understand everything to begin with Jesus. I love how one preacher put it. He said, when I stepped on this platform last night, I'd never been on this platform before. I didn't get down and examine it to see if it would hold me up. I accepted by faith that the carpenters that built it, built it to hold a man. And by faith, you receive Christ in the same way. You totally commit yourself. You say, Lord, I'm not trusting anything else to save my soul except Jesus.
I want to share something with you today. In a frontier Indian mission station, a little girl one day came to her teacher and said, Teacher, will you let me do something? The teacher asked her what she wanted to do. She said, I want to give myself away to you because I love you. And kneeling down, kneeling down by her side and putting her two hands in the teacher's, she said, I give myself to you because I love you. And the little heart just swelled with gladness and she threw herself into the arms of her teacher, so glad to be owned and loved. A few days afterwards, she asked the teacher how she could consecrate herself to Christ. She had heard about it, but didn't understand it. The teacher said, Darling, just give yourself away to Jesus as you gave yourself away to me. A light came into the little face, and kneeling down again beside her teacher, she clasped her hands, and looking up with holy reverence said, Jesus, I give myself to you because I love you. And then the Holy Ghost came down. And she knew she was sealed his own forever. She had a very wicked father in a distant station. A cruel, brutal man who refused to listen to the gospel. She began to pray for him. And one day she asked the teacher, she said to the teacher, is there anything, is there anything I can do? Is there anything that can be done to save him? Why, said the teacher, write to him. Write to him and tell him that you've given yourself away to Jesus and ask him to do the same. The little letter was sent with many tears and prayers. Days and weeks passed by, but nothing seemed to come out of it. She did not know, but he was fiercely angry and waiting for some terrible revenge. But one day he appeared at the mission. He had walked 50 miles and was tired and broken, and tears were running down his face. He asked for the teacher, and then he requested to be baptized. He said he had come to give himself away to Jesus. And amid the rejoicings of his little one, and all at the station, the rough, brutal, wicked man gave himself to Jesus and became a humble follower and fearless witness of the Savior he had hated and despised. Beloved, shall we let him have us? And then shall we let him use us likewise? I ask today, 
Have you given yourself away to him? Will you? Will you give yourself away to him? You know, I want you to know something. He extends his love to you right now. He offers you his love right now. Are you saying today, I give myself away to you, Jesus? If you do, if you'll kneel down, reach out your hands and look up with holy reverence and say to him, Jesus, I give myself away to you because I love you. The Holy Ghost will come down and you will know you've been sealed his own forever. Let's have the worship team return. Is there someone in the room today and you're feeling the nudging of the Holy Spirit that you need to take it upon yourself to write a letter? Will you write it? With the story of your surrender telling how you've given yourself away to Jesus? And will you ask the recipient to do the same? If so, send it with many tears and prayers. When we come to know Jesus, he puts love for others in our hearts. For a lost and dying world, for those that do not know him, for wicked, cruel, brutal men who refuse to listen to the gospel. David Wilkerson was on the streets in New York City, and the Lord had put such a love in his heart for a gang member, Nikki Cruz. A young man with a stony heart in his chest. Hatred raging within. One encounter where David Wilkerson was trying to minister to the young man. Nikki Cruz said, you come near me and I'll kill you. David Wilkerson replied, yeah, you could do that. You could cut me up into a thousand pieces and lay them in the street, and every piece will still love you. That's the love of Christ. It changes us. We see different, we feel different. We see humanity in a different light. We feel love for people that we would otherwise never feel love for. We hang out with people we never would have hung out with because of the love of Christ. Give yourself away to him. Give yourself away to Jesus.
2 Corinthians 5, beginning at verse 14, for the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's the greatest decision we will ever make. It's the most important decision we will ever make. I give myself away to you. Jesus, I give myself to you because I love you. Those that are entering the waters of baptism have done just that. They've given themselves away to Jesus to follow him. The Bible is clear and the pattern has not changed. What must we do to be saved? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. And ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Let's stand today as the candidates prepare themselves.